Hi, this is Teresa. Hi, this is V. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. So how was your week? My week has been kind of normal, I guess. Okay, how was yours? It was cool. All right, so um, do you remember when you were younger and when it used to get dark, like at 6 p.m., we used to go outside because we were scared of staying inside the house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I remember. And mother would come and tell us that we shouldn't, we shouldn't be outside because there are people who eat people. Oh yeah, people who eat people. I remember. You remember? We were, like so young and stupid. No, that is not being young and stupid. I think we were kind of reasonable. It's <laughs> no, actually no. stay outside that inside the house when you're like little and alone. It's scary. <laughs> Yeah, it is scary. Maybe because we watched a lot of horror movies when we were young. Maybe. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But so, um, today's episode may be a little disturbing to younger audiences. In the... Okay. So my story is a long one. Mm-hmm. And most people have probably heard of it. Or they maybe still remember. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I'm going to start like, it's a bunch of years. So... Like, pay attention if you're not, like, something is not clear, just ask. Okay. Okay. So, it starts with, um, a 32-year-old mother of one. Her name is Catherine Telangat. She Mm -hmm. disappeared in Karen on November 2nd, 2008. So, it was on a Sunday, and she said she left. She wants to spend, like, a night with her brother. Mm -hmm. At her brother's place. And then she just, she disappeared. Nothing. So over the next three months, like the family is looking everywhere, like retracing her steps and everything. But mm-hmm. then they, they don't find her. And then three months later, they receive a phone call and the person is asking for money. Ransom, oh, right? kidnapping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like, okay, I'm like, sorry, mister, we don't have that kind of money. And then they plead and then they send like half of the money that's asked. But Catherine... Okay. She never mm-hmm. shows up. She's wow. never found. So that's okay. like in early 2009. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in June 2009, same year, a yeah. boy went missing. His name was Samuel. So okay. he, I think he was 14 years old. And he went to Nairobi to study like at a school with his okay. aunt. And three months after coming, like going to Nairobi, he mm-hmm. just disappeared. Wow, so did the aunt have anything to do with his, his disappearance? Oh, no, no, let me finish. So after three okay. days, a note was left like on the doorstep demanding oh. ransom with a phone number like where they're supposed to send the money, right? Aha, uh-huh. so I'm like yeah, kind of like a handwritten letter. Inside job? Someone who knew the boy? Yeah, maybe because they knew where okay. he was living and everything. Okay. So, they asked for money but the family they didn't have anything so they just said like how are we supposed to do this we we have no money we have nothing so like later another note was left plus like some of his belongings like what he was wearing when he disappeared like some clothes and then they're like you have huh. to like pay up so that he can like return safely but okay they just they didn't have anything they didn't mm-hmm. have any money so they didn't pay anything and Samuel was never found. Okay. Okay. So there was mm-hmm. this guy who, like, he, he used to be like a security guard and 
he was helping the family and he looked at the letters and said oh this is like really well written it has like an awesome handwriting so this okay. must be from a woman or from a girl you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. how is your handwriting mine is like horrible Like yeah, because I, I I have some people who have great handwritings and they're guys. Yeah. yeah, I know like a bunch of guys who write better than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Samuel mm-hmm. was never found. Ever. Mm-hmm. So like in That's... 2010. Mm-hmm. So in 2010, like in Pika, it's like, uh, I think, I don't know, it's not so far from Nairobi, right? Mm-hmm. So eight sex workers were killed in like span of a year and it was not safe so people were getting like what's happening right so in mm-hmm. january of 2010 a body of a sex worker her name was helen it was mm-hmm. found like in a ceiling of a motel and it had been left there for several days so it oh. said the guy who killed her would yeah. like go and check like has someone found the body and then no. just go oh someone found it yet yeah, no so he was just like passing and then a week later after okay. helen's body was found jacqueline uh-huh. another worker 25 year old on february 2nd she yeah. went to meet up with a client and uh-huh. the following day the next day her body was found naked and with a broken neck and the the police they so had no missing body parts no lead nothing okay no it's just naked just a broken neck and nothing the the police had no lead okay so which leads up to april april of 2010 mm-hmm. a 9 year old boy went missing his name was anthony uh-huh. he went missing in dagoredi and weeks passed by nothing and then a note was left remember like just like with Catherine it was like a case Catherine was a phone call then Samuel was a note uh-huh. the same thing a note yeah and they demanded money okay and so the family they just sent the money to the number mm-hmm. but the guy who did this or the the female the woman who did this uh-huh. they they sent the money and the police were tracing tracing this time right mm-hmm. and on june second on june 5th a man was brought in for questioning mm-hmm. a, na- a man named philip okay philip so like on june like two months later after anthony's body went missing uh-huh. like uh people were like oh anthony has been found and the mom is like oh thank god he's alive yeah. you know uh-huh. like it's been like two months of worrying and everything and then she just receives the news like he's been found yeah and she's like happy like finally mm-hmm. and then when she like goes closer she sees like body it was like really badly uh what is this decomposed oh god so it means that he'd been killed like shortly after he was kidnapped oh my god that is horrible yeah it's like horrible you know mm-hmm. and so this guy philip was brought in for questioning and He confessed to having have killed 20 people. 20. Yeah. So like this is a story of Philip. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Philip, okay? Okay. So Philip, he was born he was born Philip Ondari Onyancha in Western Kenya in 1978 to Samuel and Esther Onyancha. And they lived in Kericho, a tea farm, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the family owned a farm. 
So little is known about his like early life, uh-huh. but he claimed to have been molested by like uh, some workers like many times, several times. Okay. And that left him Stopping. traumatized and he he got it in his head that he couldn't get anything unless he used force. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he went to high school and in like his first year, like this the teachers mm-hmm. would say and I quote, mm-hmm. he was an eloquent, bright young student mm-hmm. who spoke with a lot of authority and excelled in his studies. Wow. So that was in, in high school. Yeah. yeah. That's the first year of high school. Mm-hmm. So he went to high school in Nyeri. Okay. Like 300 kilometers away from Kericho, I think. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like on his second year though, a boy accused him of bullying him. Mm-hmm. So he was suspended for bullying. But when like uh, they investigated and the boy said like, you know, he didn't like actually bully me. He tried molesting me. So... Mm-hmm. So he was like, uh, he was suspended for that. He wasn't expelled because when that time, if you said like molest, like sodomy, mm-hmm. it was like a huge deal, yeah. right? So we just branded it as bullying. Okay. So when he went back to school, he was a rebellious person. He was never the same. Mm-hmm. He was like a shadow of his former self. Uh-huh. So he finished high school graduated high school in 1999 and he gave up on going to college he said like i'm done with school so he joined the workforce okay and he became a security guard and worked for g4s uh-huh do you know g4s yes, the security yeah. company yeah, yeah yeah so uh before when he finished high school he went to move to live with his family in Kericho, but he was later forced to move out yeah. because he was accused of trying to rape a neighbor. So he was just, he left, okay, right? Uh-huh. So he went, he moved back to Nyeri because he was familiar with the place. Mm-hmm. And that is when he says that when he moved back there, mm-hmm. he began to hear voices in his head. Wow, okay. And these voices would make him like make rush decisions and ask him to kill stuff or kill something, kill people. Okay. Yeah. So in the mid 2000, mm-hmm. right? He married Lydia, and they moved to Nairobi and had like a a kid in 2008. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a son. And in 2009, like Lydia started noticing that. He's kind of weird, like he's acting weird. And he, she actually asked him, like, if you have another woman or if you're having an affair, just tell me and I'll just, I'll bounce, I'll just uh-huh. leave. But he said, no way, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm just, it's me, come on. Like, and then she was like, okay, fine. And she decided to stay. Mm-hmm. So she just stayed with him. Yeah. So the neighbors, they described Philip as, he was a little bit odd. He was weird. How weird? Okay, like he would he would say like weird stuff like uh no no he would do weird stuff. He'd like uh he'd turn off the entire neighborhood's main power supply. What? Okay. Yeah, and then when, when like people the neighbors confronted him, he'd say like, dude, I'ma hire someone to kill you. Uh-huh. So he was a weird person. Uh-huh, yeah. So in like we fast forward twenty ten, mm-hmm. he was laid off because he was missing work a lot. So he would miss work a lot. Mm-hmm. 
So he was laid off. And on June, June 5th, he was arrested for kidnapping. But they didn't know he was killing them. Uh, so what happened? Catherine is she met Catherine when, when he was working at a security, uh, like as a security guard mm -hmm. for a company, a water company. So he just saw her walking down the street and he was like, he gave her, her his hand. Mm -hmm. They shook hand. And then she just followed him. Wow. Like, no word. Jack story. Follow me and then... Yeah, you remember Jack story? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, hi. Yes, yes. I'll follow you. And the world. Yeah. Oh, that is not funny. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, it's not funny. So, that's what he did to her. And he'd say he'd kill them. Mm -hmm. And then just... Drink their blood from their necks. Ew. Yeah. So... When he was arrested, he said like he'd been recruited by a teacher, uh -huh. high school teacher, into a cult. Uh -huh. That when you kill like a hundred people, mm -hmm. you get to be rich. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So that is the story of Philip Ondari Onyancha. So um, he was not actually eating them, just drinking their blood? Yeah. So, okay. I thought he was eating them. Yeah, I, I think he was eating them. I, I couldn't find where like he like eat them, eat them, but he was he did drink their blood. Oh, wow. Okay, so when he was arrested, he'd like take the police mm -hmm. and they'd he'd be like, I killed this guy and then I dumped him mm -hmm. here and they'd find the body. And then they'd find they'd find traces because maybe the, the body's way too decomposed, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so it was like that. And I'm guessing, because he was working at like a water water supply thingy. I think he dumped Catherine's body in one of them, the big tanks. Are you? No, don't don't you dare say that. Oh, God, no. Oh. Well, I'm thinking it. It's just a speculation, I don't know. But it's like 90% certain. Good Lord. So Kat Catherine's body was never found? So a body was found like on a sewer drain and that body it was determined to be the remains of Catherine Chelengat. So it was Catherine. Ah, okay. It was found in a sewer drain. Oh my god, that is that is messed up. Take from the story. Um be careful when you're walking around or going out if you see like a person being too friendly with you. Um think twice maybe. Yeah, and don't be nice to like everyone. Like, uh, keep your distance. Yeah, distance. Maybe. And be careful who you trust. Yes, be 